0: Take three hundred (laughs) and (laughs) twenty five Jillian. This is the well, welcome back to the trauma tally. I'm Heather. I'm Jay. Jay, tell us what a trauma tally is. A trauma tally is
1: when you have experienced some sort of trauma and someone else tries to downplay your trauma by saying, well, it's not that bad or so-and-so's had it worse, or maybe even they've had it worse or you yourself have been trained to downplay your own trauma and you yourself say, well, this happened to me, but I know it wasn't that bad. And it's surely harder for other people. That's a trauma tally. It's like a point system for trauma. We do not encourage that here.
0: We don't do it. Nope. Stop the trauma tallies. Yep. Okay, so we have been focusing on the Amazon original documentary, Shiny Happy People Duggar Family Secrets. It was directed and produced by Julie Willoughby Nason and Olivia Christ. And again, for this particular episode, we are going to list the National Child Abuse Hotline. It's 800 843 5678. 800 843 5678. If you see something, say something. Please. We also want to list the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1 800 273 TALK. That's 800 273 8255. Don't let your brain lie to you. There is help. You can be helped. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, once again, we are discussing episode three, Under Authority aka the fall of bill gothard yay okay so um jill starts off the episode by talking about how she was not proud of being on the megan kelly interview she felt obligated she wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for her parents or the show and um she said that she does feel like they were. Uh, taken advantage of. And there were certain expectations placed on them because of that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Which Jim Bob tries to say, um, as there's a little blurb from here that says it was non evasive. The children ignore the cameras and they feel like it's their ministry. It's absolutely ridiculous
1: to think you can have a TV crew in your house like that for so long, every single day, and it's not going to hurt your children. That's ridiculous, yeah,
0: for sure, one hundred percent, and the other thing is too, like if you've grown up in that environment, you know it's all about um it's all about what other people think of you, what other people right. see of you, what other people perceive of you, image, it's all about image, one hundred percent, and so it's like having that in your home on top of all of that it's like there's no place to let down there's no place to relax like no um jay and i've talked about this and jay's known me for a very long time so there was a lot a long time where i wouldn't let people in my house unless it was pristine like she wouldn't Mm -hmm. baseboards scrubbed pristine if there was toys in the floor if my laundry wasn't done if i had some dishes that needed to be washed i would not let people come into my house so that being said she had
1: small children. So how often do you think she let people in her house?
0: I never let people in never. my house. It was a very lonely, mm-hmm. very lonely existence. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was terrible. Yeah. And... Missing out
1: on a lot of life and causing massive social anxiety.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I could definitely tell you I have massive social anxiety because what happens is when you constantly want to be perfect and you constantly feel like you have to be this image of, of what people should, you know, worry about this image of what people think of you, then you never, you, you're never relaxed around them. You're never able to connect, to yeah. make those emotional connections. You don't being, know how. You don't know how. And so if you're not that way, you're anxious and it's just, it's turns into something. And you're constantly thinking, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Exactly. What are they thinking? You know? or, or, and of course, you know, because you've been taught to obey, obey, obey. You're constantly on the guard of, am I doing it right? Right, exactly. What are they thinking? Do they think I'm a good parent? Do they think I'm a good
1: housewife?
0: All that stuff. Exactly. So, um, Gothard says you should go into full-time Christian work. Now, there are people who are able to go into ministry, and they do get paid for it, and this is not directed at them. Calling something a ministry and using it to make money, yeah, that is not okay.
1: Yeah, like like this Duggar show. Yeah, because like he he called it a ministry, but it's obviously not a ministry. I mean, because
0: the teachings are, oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So the couple we mentioned last episode, we didn't know their names. They're Tara and Floyd, and we I think we said we out out. I think you would pronounce that oath out. Oath out. The oath out. Um. And they said, uh, Tara says, you know, growing up in this world, it's obey, obey, obey. Mm-hmm. And the Floyd says the IBLP core teaching of servanthood gives the it, it it gives the idea of signing a contract to agree to a specific set of rules or behaviors it was very common, and it never ended.
1: Right. So they were constantly having you put your name down on contracts.
0: Yeah, it's all about of all contracts. kinds, all mm-hmm. kinds of contracts. So Chad Harris said, fundamentalism exploits people who have no other options. And you see the people who see the potential in that and want to exploit it more. Mm -hmm. People in Gothard's fear need to be held accountable for how many children have been abused as a result of that. And I
1: agree with him on that.
0: I agree with that. That's why we both wrote that one down. Yeah, I agree (laughs) with
1: him on that because it's his teachings that have caused a lot of that. Yes, exactly. Well, maybe... I'm not going to go so far as to say caused
0: it, but his teaching allowed it it. to happen, allowed it to be covered up. Right. For sure. For sure. And I mean, uh, and like Jill said, her next quote I have on here is everyone makes their own decisions and everybody makes their own choices, but they are not the only ones that suffer the consequences.
1: Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. One (laughs) hundred
0: thousand percent. Mm hmm. And Tia Lovings, I believe, is how you say her name. She's the wife with the long red hair we were discussing in the last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the show was canceled, and then counting on further exploited was further exploitation of the girls. They are now responsible for being the breadwinners, winners, keeping the show going, doing this on the back of their own abuse stories, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, y'all. Yep. So. Danielle says the show portrays Jim Bob is this lovable lug, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's programmed to diffuse our understanding of the power he really possesses over this family, handpicking husbands for his daughters. And then we talk about the 45 page questionnaire to be able to court one of his daughters, including questions about the man's financial. Yeah. It's like status.
1: It's almost like filling out a loan application like he's going to loan his daughter to you for marriage well his daughters are currency yeah exactly and that you can't say it any better than that that's exactly what they are to him oh yeah
0: for sure uh i mean we that's it was in another recording but that's what we came up with is yeah, yeah his daughters yeah, they are, are currency like currency mm-hmm. absolutely so kristen said courtship is um is touted as being about sexual purity but in this instance it's more about control
1: yeah
0: and so like we we discussed um before when a deleted recording that like say for instance with me i i did courtship but i was allowed to pick my own yeah there's different
1: types of courtship gother's courtship does not allow much room for a woman to say yay or nay on the husband Mm -hmm. i mean she might be able to but it's going to be up to the
0: dad. I mean, is what it sounds like with goth or not. Well yeah. Cause he's the quote he had is the father's responsible for the purity of the daughter up until marriage. Yeah.
1: So there doesn't seem to be much room for her opinion. Yeah. um, And her voice in there. Other courtships. um, The, the woman has the final say the daughter has the final say. Yeah. So. And the
0: thing about it is, is like, if that's a, if that's something that you choose for yourself mm-hmm. and you choose, you know, you want to do something like courtship, or you've agreed to do something like courtship you know that's personal choice but having the choice taken away from you by your father by or your anyone father else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then we get into the contract we love the oh. contract <laughs> <laughs> so as if a wedding is not stressful enough especially to a man you barely know we're talking about Jill here yeah we're talking about Jill mm-hmm jill says the day before we got married i signed a contract i just saw the signature page and i didn't know what it was for now that harkens back to what uh who was it that said <coughs> floyd mm-hmm. said
1: signing a contract was nothing it was uh, commonplace so she yeah. sees this contract laying there he says sign it she signs it walks away
0: yeah exactly and the interviewer you you commented on this yes the, the inter- interviewer yeah
1: says put that contract in front of you to sign and jill just looks at the camera and she goes my dad and she just looks so downcast she looks so upset and disappointed and and
0: betrayed you know she really did so derek says we found out later that it was a commitment of your life for the next five years
1: five years of a brand new married couple's life five years Mm
0: -hmm. jim bob stole with the contract yep seemingly to me that's what I think it seems so. Like. I, th- I think so too. And Jill said they had business meetings and negotiations. It just wasn't with us. That's right. Because why? I mean, you're just along for the ride. Exactly. She said they were told when, where, and what they needed to say. And so when it came up to time for her to give birth to her first child, I believe that she said his name is Israel.
1: Israel. Yes.
0: Um. They said, "Okay, so how are we going to do this? How many people can we have in the room with you?" And she said, "Well, we don't want you there." Mm-hmm. And they said, what do you mean? She said, like, at all. And she said, well, you have – they said, well, you have to. Yeah, you're obligated. Yeah. hmm So they um, basically – Derek says, we basically lost. And so they had to shoot the birth with their own cameras. And they got their footage anyways. Yep. And at this point, Danielle says, women and girls in the family, they are really the draw of that show. When they have more babies, that's how they get a lot of the viewers – Mm -hmm. she compared them to the kardashian women but she says the duggar women make no money that's right they don't yep they don't make any money so jill says at this point that her and Derek went to tlc and they just asked for assistance with the co-pays for the hospital fees for having israel Mm -hmm. um they just wanted enough enough to cover the out-of-pocket costs and Derek said they said they paid the family they paid your dad so take it up with him yep go ask daddy
1: Mm -hmm. Which is Jim Bob.
0: Yep. So I brought it up last episode and I wanted to give my source on this because I wanted to, you know, verify it. So In Touch magazine wrote a news article entitled Jim Bob Duggar is still worth millions despite 19 kids and counting cancellation and family scandal. So that intrigued me. So I went to celebritynetworth.com and as of twenty twenty three, Jim Bob Duggar is worth three point five million dollars. That's
1: outrageous Yeah, that his kids are not paid. Yeah. It's outrageous.
0: Mm -hmm. So Heather Heath says the father gets all the money, not the wife, not the children. And Jill said seven and a half years of my adult life, I was never paid.
1: Did y'all hear that? Seven and a half years of her adult life, she was never paid. Yeah. Never paid. You know, when she says that, I'm kind of wondering, like, is she thinking about trying to recoup some money?
0: Maybe. Well, they tried. Oh, no, did they? they did try? Okay. Yeah, I'll get into that uh, oh, okay. later on. So I um, aware of that? Yeah. Okay. So Michelle, in her, so at this point, it it skips to uh, uh, basically another flashback, and it's Michelle, and she says, "I'm amazed what can get done with a group of children willing to work." Yeah, because she's not exactly. Did you ever see her doing anything? I don't but, ever see her doing nothing but, but bacon babies. babies baking babies that's uh-huh. all she does i mean honestly i'm gonna throw this out there and it's probably terrible but i think she's lazy you know i i didn't watch her show so i can't even comment on that because i i mean i hardly ever see her do anything but be really? pregnant in the show really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah i hardly ever see her doing because i never be watched pregnant. it y'all i'm just reminding the you kids... i didn't watch it <laughs> Well, the kids are cooking, the kids are cleaning, the kids are doing laundry. Wow. So she's really. So I pretty think she's like, she's either pregnant or has one on the teeth the whole time. Wow. I think that's about it. Mm. So we were talking, we kind of got into this on the one of the deleted, but basically the way I grew up was uh, similar to like this, this with the kids helping with the work, quote unquote, helping. And, um, we, uh it was nothing for children to work. We would clean, That's we would right. build, we would do, you know, there was kids up on roofs doing shingles. There
1: was. You pulled weeds. You did. And we're not talking about chores, you guys. We're talking about
0: work manual labor not, exhausting yes. make yourself sore not
1: at your own home at everybody else's mm-hmm. place or the church itself or whatever
0: i mean we took like old old timey barn building is the what they compared it mm-hmm. to the women would lay out these spreads and then us kids would pick up all the all the scrap that got cut off mm-hmm. and stuff and or we would be wielding hammers or we would be well, wielding shovels i or, remember
1: being six years old handed a hammer and a chisel to knock the concrete out of the center of bricks that had been used on another site, but they um, reclaimed them. Mm -hmm. We had to knock the concrete out of the center of the bricks to put them up into the new construction. And I remember being six years old with a hammer and a chisel.
0: Yep. Well, and I told, (laughs) so basically the the church when we built it, um, which again, we couldn't call ourselves a church. We didn't have a name because, Mm -hmm. you know, that was ungodly and that was anyway putting ourselves above God but they call themselves something now so they can get that not-for-profit name money they do (laughs) money they sure do um so the um uh, when we finished the building and there was just a bunch of us women there and kids and my mom gathered us all of us girls up in a group and took us into the men's room to show us what urinals look like (laughs) because she said the first time that she ever saw a urinal urinal she thought it was a water fountain (laughs) And she was like, why are the men's room full of water fountains? you can you imagine? Oh, and so goodness. she didn't want us to be embarrassed by not knowing what a urinal was if we ever was in a group of people and accidentally calling into a water fountain. Oh my god! So she like secreted us into the men's room while it was still under construction so that we could see what a urinal was. Memoirs of a Fundy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So- i'm sorry that was funny no it is hilarious (laughs) and so uh floyd serves for floyd said that you're expected to serve for the benefit of serving alone Mm -hmm. and that they teach that college uh and human humanism is brainwashing so josh peace uh said the kids work how many day hours a day the kids work 15 to 16 hours a
1: day at those workhouses for gothard 15 yep. to 16 hours of work
0: and never paid. Never paid, y'all. <laughs> and Brooke, Brooke cracks me up. She goes, hey, have your kids join my homeschool program, then send them to work for me for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Who would do that? Well, you know, sometimes people, you know, just do things they ought not. <laughs> and then Floyd says, the entire civic centers would be transformed. There would be red carpets, chandeliers, potted plants, Gothard Loved. some Uh, some potted potted plants plants. (laughs) that look on his
1: face he looks like he's probably toted like a million potted plants y'all i mean he just looks so so
0: downcast when he says potted plants he's like cothard loves some (laughs) potted plants and And the red carpet and the gold chandeliers it's like a nightmare it's like some kind of pimped out (laughs) civic center you know like it's like a nightmare y'all gothard rolls in and he's got a big like <laughs> cheetah print purple hat with a feather hanging off of it like some kind of freaking oh or something. my gosh oh pipping on. out god
1: <laughs> girl i'm gonna slap you no i'm kidding we don't what? we don't promote
0: violence on this program except for towards sex offenders we will promote yeah, violence towards like them
1: sex offenders.
0: no okay so it was manual labor performed by children. And then, so tell us, uh, this. you had this written down. I like the way you had it better uh, okay. about the acronyms. Okay, so Brooke Arnold says,
1: Gothard used acronyms to confuse people. For instance, alert sounds really cool. Whereas militia of homeschool boys sounds a
0: little scarier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's basically it's G- Gothard's paramilitary organization. Like they showed clips of what looked like boot camps that these exactly. kids, that, like, these young men, were going through,
1: and they were breaking down and crying. You guys, uh-huh. these are children. These and are not eighteen-year-old people getting ready to go to the military. These are younger than that, and they're sent to this place that's like
0: boot camps. Yeah, and Laura talks about you know if you going to these things that you had an older um teenager basically that was over you Mm -hmm. and a teenage team leader a teenage team leader and if they didn't like you then you would get in trouble for weird reasons but she said there was times that they were locked in the prayer room for hours days weeks
1: laura smith says if you got in trouble they'd lock you in a prayer room for hours up to days up to weeks it was just an empty hotel room with no furniture and they would give you a Bible until they thought you were
0: appropriately repentant. That was wildly up to the other kids, the team leaders. Yeah. And she says that one, one instance was she had a team leader who didn't like her shoes. Um, her shoe had a slight hill, heel, heel, like less than less than half an inch heel.
1: Yeah. I think it was like a quarter maybe. And
0: the, so her shoes were simple and distracting and she was locked in the prayer room for 4 days. She was 16 years old. Yep, yeah, 16 years old. And then Heather Heath said she bought tampons and they were taking taking from her because she was taking a form of pleasure from them. Yeah, she said, "I'm sorry, I've used tampons. There's nothing pleasing about it." No, there's nothing pleasing about tampons. She says
1: uh she said when she got back, you know, they whenever they would take you to Walmart, apparently they would take you to Walmart every two weeks Yeah, and buy and let you get some things. And whenever you get back, the leaders would go through your stuff. She said they took them instantly, her tampons. They said they were a form of pleasure. She got locked in her room because, quote, I I... took my own virginity with them and, like, robbed my husband of the right to break my hymen, so they took my devil sticks. That's what she said.
0: I know. I had that written down verbatim, too. It's ridiculous. That's so stupid. It's, It's terrible. It's stupid. It's literally stupid. Like, seriously, like.
1: You oh know, I mean,
0: breaking of your hymen that can occur
1: if you're in gymnastics. I mean, if you not ride a, a horse, it, the hymen has nothing
0: to do with your virginity. No, it has nothing to do with it whatsoever. And it, let's just let's just appreciate that she calls them the devil sticks. <laughs> devil sticks. I've never I love- heard of. I love that she calls them that. She calls them the devil sticks. <laughs> the that devil makes sticks. me like. I will never be able so to walk happy. by
1: another tampon box without thinking of
0: Heather See, the, Heath, little, the devil sticks, the devil sticks, and the little a picture of a little pitchfork <laughs> and a little tail. you usually want to go them.
1: draw some on the boxes. I'm not gonna
0: do that, but you know,
1: <laughs> it
0: does have a tail like a pitchfork. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you use certain kinds. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes okay. do oh, oh, anyway. We're off.
1: The, okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> so she says shame was a tool that really kept us in line. Mm-hmm. And this is why we, again, Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. Lindsay said a housemate had a knife to her throat and said it's better to put a knife to your throat than to be a, a glutton. Yeah. Because they're so focused on the weight.
1: hmm
0: Now, while they're all doing this, you know, their children are working hard labor, everybody's sacrificing. Gothard was living extravagantly. That's what they found out, yeah. hmm And... So, I mean, he had cars, he had a private plane, uh-huh. he had all this other stuff. That gold, he was, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> yeah, gold.
1: Gold!
0: <laughs> Have you ever watched that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I
1: don't know what you're talking about.
0: I'm sorry. That's Austin Powers' gold finger. Oh. oh, okay. That's I, long love time ago.
1: Gold, <laughs> I love gold, he says. I love gold.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, um, just kind of wrapping this half of it up. gothard's uh iblp grew into an organization with real political power Mm -hmm. Um, there were politicians campaigning at the institute including the ceo of hobby lobby Mm -hmm. Um, he was one of the biggest iblp donors the biggest really Mm -hmm. okay i did not know that yeah so they began um I, I don't know why I put this note down in here. Dispersing from city? I don't know. Oh, well, like they were,
1: um, like local governments were giving IBLP money to make more of the organization. I call them workhouses. That, they do not call them workhouses, but I do. Gotcha. So they were giving them more money to to create more of these uh, organizations.
0: So, okay, that's, and then what these, some of these organizations were gaslighting children into Bible studying. Mm-hmm. Um, and creating blind, author- blind obedience to authority. Mm-hmm. And again, those layers of authority mm-hmm. with the umbrella of protection. Yeah,
1: they were doing that in the public school system, as a matter of fact.
0: Yep. And Chad says world domination was the goal. Ultimate I- goal. Ultimate goal of ATI. Yeah. So I'm going to stop that there. And then we will continue the next part uh, with the Salvador El Salvador mission work with Jill and Derek and we're back again so we're going to jill and she's talking about in 2016 they were in el salvador el salvador on mission work and T- TLC was coming back and forth, taking shoots of them out there. And so TLC told him, like, okay, you need to come back for this shoot. And they said, well, we can't. Nope. And they said, they said, can't you come down here? And you've come down here before. And so TLC said, no, you have to. And um, they said, what? And they said, you signed a contract. You have to.
1: Was it TLC or was it Jim Bob that was telling them that?
0: Well, they, they said TLC is okay. what I wrote down here. So uh, I may be misquoting that, but I wrote down TLC. So I'm going to go with that. Um, so they were, she was like, Jill was like, somebody had to forge my signature, blah, blah, blah. So they were sent the form with the signature page and with the details. And so they said they looked at it and they were like, oh, that is my signature. And she realized it was the signature page that she signed on the day before her wedding. Yeah, she looked at the date. Yeah, she looked at Mm -hmm. the date. Yeah. So Derek went to Jim Bob and he was like, so what is this? I mean, like, what? we can't do this. We can't do this. And Jim Jim Bob was like, what's it worth to you? And Derek goes, I don't know. What's it worth? And he said, $10 an hour? He goes, what's your price? You know? And Derek goes, well, what's it worth? And Jim Bob says, well, what's your price? And Derek goes, well, what's it worth? And Jim Bob goes, well, what's your price?
1: Yeah, because Jim Bob's not going to tell him what he was making.
0: And Derek goes, well, what is it worth? And Jim Bob goes, I can pay you $10 an hour. Isn't that ridiculous? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness.
1: $10 an hour.
0: To come back
1: all the way from El Salvador.
0: Where you're doing mission work, yeah. Where
1: you're doing mi- real mission work, I guess, by the way. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think. They were
0: serving people. They were taking care of them. They I were, mean, you know, helping rebuild and like, yeah. And then
1: here's this guy, you know, I'm worth millions, but I'm not going to
0: tell you I'm worth I'll millions. I'll give you $10 an hour to yeah. come be on, my, on this TV hour. show that I con- his, that I treat you into being contractually obligated that, that's to. That's
1: his daughter and son-in-law and their child i
0: mean so do you remember chad gallagher um, chad gallagher is uh is jim bob duggars pr person okay so jill and Derek asked to speak with tlc and chad gallagher intercepted them said oh, that yeah. they can't talk to them without chad there because he is jim bob's representative mm-hmm. and the contract between tlc and the duggars is with jim bob and not yes, with the group, not I with the kids, with mm-hmm. so they were not allowed to speak to
1: anybody. Anybody at TLC. Some some form of Jim Bob being in the room.
0: Yeah. So Joe said Jill and Derek say at this point there was times that they were they had to go to food banks to be able to feed their family, which is their dad's disgusting. worth three point five million dollars. Yeah, and they're having to go to food banks to feed their children.
1: I don't understand that. Yeah that's definitely against teachings so uh, you know real teachings you know
0: for sure for sure so the uh at some point jim bob decided that he wanted to go ahead and distribute lump sums uh, to the older sons, sons the older sons because there was businesses that they were going to want to be getting into and stuff but the way that those the way that the money figured out Derek said was the minute they would be at minimum wage and to be able to continue, they had to sign another contract with Bob with Jim Bob's company, mad family Inc for basically forever.
1: That's so terrible. at that point,
0: um, at that point, Derek and Jill were done and their relationship with TLC was over. So because of this, Derek received multiple, um, threatening text messages and from an
1: unknown source.
0: Yeah. From an unknown number. Um, he turned them into
1: the police station. Yeah. He did turn
0: them in at least. And he made the comment and I love this comment. And for any one of us that has lived under authority to this extent, he says, disobedience doesn't mean dishonor. Don't agree. Exactly. Just because you don't agree. Exactly. Um, does it and they won't bless what you're what you're doing but disobedience does not mean dishonored yeah he's trying to say that
1: you have a voice and a choice to make and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're dishonoring your parents if you do that at a you mean you're an adult
0: yep and um i can't remember which one of the ladies said this Uh, or i'm sorry he said honor respect and obey on the same same level Mm -hmm. that's what is what you need to do then one of the ladies was talking about Whoever was in charge was the oldest male when you were at these, at these homes or at these facilities mm-hmm. or, you know, anywhere. Oldest male in the room. Oldest male. Um, so she didn't know how to say, I don't want you in my bed. And when a, ju- when one of the young men climbed in her bed at one of the facilities yeah, and she said, you know, they, uh, any back talk is beat out of you at a young yeah, age. She should
1: beat out of us. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow.
0: So let's let's talk about Steve Gothard. Ew. Steve Gothard is Bill Gothard's bro- brother. And in 1980, there was a scandal where he was accused of sexually abusing and harassing people in the Gothard home office. So what does Gothard do? You tell me. Well, he sent him to a smaller campus with less oversight. Obviously. Obviously and so then it become girls who disobeyed bill got sent to steve in the north woods that is disgusting mm-hmm. so at one point bill was caught with a young woman in his cabin and was confronted by the workers um, so up there me. yep that's
1: terrible i just feel so and bad so me.
0: tell me this this makes me just nauseated. They were trying to keep Steve in his company. So the solution was to have him marry one of his victims. That is terrible. That's awful. So like even it was funny because Chad goes, even the IBLP people, the, you know, hardcore fundamentalists look, are like, this isn't right. You can't do that. <laughs> That's just too disturbing. <laughs> what the heck, man?
1: That's awful.
0: So then, because of all of this going down, to try and keep it hush-hush, Gothard started really focusing on Matthew 18 um, and the Bible, saying that it was impermissible to gossip. It's not gossip if it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if
1: someone's hurting someone and it's truthful, it's not gossip. Yep. So he was manipulating that. That's what these cult leaders often do. They'll take a small piece of truth and manipulate it and mold it into something they can use to control and manipulate their people with. And that's
0: exactly what that is. Exactly. So, at this point, we meet Emily. Emily. Emily's father molested her mm-hmm. and her mother knew. But as she puts it, her mother was in a cult too. Yeah. Um, I can see both sides of that. You know, mm-hmm. having yeah. seen women in these cults, and some of them are just so broken down. They just feel like they have no power. I'm not excusing her mother. Mm-mm. But... Um, not in any way, form, or fashion. There should obviously have been... Her her mother was her
1: has, daughter has found some kind of forgiveness. There.
0: Yeah. And they've come to some kind of agreement in terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what she said. Um, I, personally, it's hard for me to stand by and see that that happened. But then again, I had a lot more freedom than these folks did. Yeah.
1: Listening to her story, and she's very emotional, which you yes. should
0: be. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you you can be. You don't have to be. But
1: I mean, she's very emotional. It's very still very raw for her. It's very hard to hear.
0: So apparently Bill Gothard had a type. And according to Jill, the blonde girls got picked by Gothard. <sighs> and it was like the absolute compliment and best thing in the world if you got picked by B- gothard to come work in well she
1: said when gothard asked you to come work with him mm-hmm. she's like it was the shit I mean, yeah it was the, the top shit. of the
0: line you yeah know? so uh bill gothard met emily when she was 13 and by 14 she asked he would ask that she quit homeschool and move to headquarters and he told one of his female associates at headquarters don't let this one go
1: Yeah, she looks right at the camera
0: when she says that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Lindsay was 18 when she met him. Mm Mm-hmm. And they said he can draw anyone in. And I put, like, the snake in some Jungle Book. (laughs) Yeah, I think they do, too, don't they? Yeah, they like they kind of, like, show the snake from Jungle Book, but... If you don't know uh the
1: snake on the Jungle Book, it's it's funny.
0: And let's remind you again, this guy is a bachelor, has never been a husband or a father, but he has made a model plan for a family. Mm Mm-hmm so they Lindsay and emily discussed riding in the fan in gothard's van with him he would do heavy petting on the knees upskirts they knew it was they knew it was weird but they didn't know it was wrong
1: yeah
0: yeah and that's often the
1: case though whenever um sex ed is kind of not yeah promoted like A lot of times the girls don't know what's normal and what's not yeah
0: what's okay to say no to and what's okay to i mean they couldn't say no to anything so like i at least had a limited allowance to say no they couldn't say no to anything yeah you know and again my my i was never abused by my father
1: well even even something like that when you are like when you're abused by your father depending on when he starts the abuse you you may not understand what's happening. Exactly. And, you don't know. and these guys lie. I mean, these these predators lie to these kids, and they say, you know, everybody does this, or they'll say, don't tell anybody, or they'll say, if you do this, this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. I mean, they lie to these kids, and uh, and so it's very difficult for them to understand that what's going on with them is really horribly,
0: tragically wrong. Exactly. Well, and you remember our the winking eye about oh, yeah. women that wink well mm-hmm. apparently that doesn't apply to bill gothard oh because bill gothard was on the phone with emily's dad and he told her dad your daughter wants to learn to respect you and then Ugh. turned around and winked at emily he is
1: such a nasty person. and
0: then he tells emily that her dad because of the abuse lost authority over her and bill was her new authority yeah so he would have uh therapy sessions with these girls Lindsay and emily were talking about where he would call them in and he would ask questions like are you a virgin they don't even know what
1: that means is what one of them said they didn't even know what that meant like one of the girls said i didn't even know what a virgin was i just knew it was something i had inside of me i
0: just didn't know exactly what it was that's yeah what she said that's exactly what she said yeah so um with emily bill had tried to take her to his office after telling her he loved her and her dad didn't he had been heavy, heavily petting her, but as he went in, they thought the building was empty. But as he got upstairs, there was a mail worker there, and he was startled and, and sent her away. Yeah, she thanked
1: God for that too. Yeah,
0: I would too. But because of what, but because of Bill's manipulations between her father and her, when she was sent back home, her abuse worsened uh, with her father. Yeah, I
1: can imagine. That's awful. That's
0: just awful.
1: Oh my gosh, it makes my stomach hurt
0: so according to them wisdom book 36 is the law of crying out to god while it's happening if a woman doesn't cry out to god for assistance she is equally to blame for her rape
1: that is so disgusting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for them to teach that that way is so disturbing disgusting and perverted i just can't even
0: oh yeah oh and they also want to one of the things in there is what did they do to cause the assault nothing nothing they did nothing absolutely absolutely nothing
1: it doesn't matter what you do what you eat how you dress and who's wearing nikes and who's not you didn't It did, it's not happening to you because of something you did it's happening to you because some perverted person got it in their mind to
0: do that exactly somebody ch- made that choice and it, and it, they can try to say they didn't choose it they didn't mean for it to happen they're full of shit yeah they are they're absolutely full at of any shit. point
1: in time they can make it go away
0: physical damage does not equal greater spirit so don't believe that lie ever Mm -mm. ever
1: spiritual growth is is done between you and god in in whatever ways you find to bring your spirituality to a higher level it is not include abuse never has never will abuse does not do that
0: yeah So uh, Josh P. said that Gothard's teachings are a playbook of a powerful narcissist and a dynamic where there is not any institutional checks and balances put into place. Mm -hmm. Abuse shows up in everything it touches.
1: Everything it touches.
0: So one of the websites that these girls were talking about was recoveringgrace.org. And it was a website for people to share stories of of abuse they experienced in ATI IBLP. And so, Emily posted something on there the first time she saw, because it was talking about, she saw a post about sexual harassment at the headquarters. And she made a post that said, hey, th- this is my story. She said, a few days later, Bill Gothard himself called her livid and yelled at her for an hour and told her to remove the comments. And then when she did it, he called multiple times a day. So, he had people watching that website. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's one thing that he did a lot. He would test boundaries to see how far he could go before they started to freak out. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, the people that he put into place into power in the IBLP, they they removed him from power. Yeah. Due to these allegations. and yeah, they walked him out. He, he had to be criminally trespassed from his own organization. By
1: his own paramilitary,
0: by his own paramilitary. Yep. Yeah. And so at that point it was a $90 million organization, nine zero million dollar organization. And so then it cuts to Jimmy and Bobby Holt. It says, when asked, do you think Jim Bob is trying to emulate Bill Gothard? Bobby says, Oh, definitely. Because Mm -hmm. Mr. Gothard has been taken out of it from her understanding. And from her understanding, Jim Bob and Michelle are his replacements then jim holt says jim bob has changed so much
1: yeah and when he says that, you can totally see it on his face didn't
0: matter that gothard was removed the movement continues on yeah so so what are your what are your thoughts on on all that my thoughts on the hat is just it's so despicable
1: how these people get in and manipulate um manipulate other people and children especially they take these children out of their parents home under the guise of mission under the guise of working for the lord at these places and they take them out from under their parents care and they go right into this heavy manipulative situation these kids don't have a chance i mean they don't they just don't have a chance They don't. To to learn, to breathe, to be normal. They just, I mean, I understand if a parent is concerned about their child being influenced by things they do not consider right or normal. I understand that. But when you go so far as to entrust your child, here you are, you're homeschooling your child because you don't trust the system. But then you go and you take your child and you ship them off to God knows where well, to be they've be got- trusted to other kids and some crazy maniacal person, which you don't think is crazy maniacal, but you're shipping your kids off. It defeats the whole purpose in the first place to
0: me. Yeah. Well, and at this point they've they've collected kids like Beanie Babies. So at this point they've got so many they don't know what to do with them. So they're just sending the the old ones that the ones that challenged them because remember they said that these were for the children who were not. Some that of were them. challenging, yeah. yeah. Some of
1: them, yeah. So
0: they sent them off to for somebody else to deal with.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't I don't care how many children you have. Um, they're your responsibility.
0: Uh one hundred percent. You know,
1: you laid down, you had these babies. Let's you laid down and spread babies. it. You know, let's raise these babies to be human beings that are good for the world.
0: And if you can't do it, no, then let some family that can take care of them
1: Yeah, adoption, whatever. Adoption whatever you need to do. But the point is, these are your children. You created these lives. You filled your quiver with these people, apparently.
0: Yeah. And these are your arrows to send out. If your children
1: are having trouble with uh, what you consider to be, um, what do you call that? Rebellion? Yeah. Some of these kids may be labeled rebellion and it's not even rebellion. I I know. It's just them trying to say, hey, I'm a human and I have emotions and I
0: need to tell you this or that. Well, right i don't understand rebellion. can you explain it to me so you know i mean i can't tell you how many times it was just do it because i said so like yeah i mean
1: i think we've all heard i said so because i said so because
0: i said so i've been guilty of saying it before too mm-hmm. i mean but when that's all it is when you don't find out okay there's a reason behind <laughs> it there's it kind a method of depends to them, on why mm-hmm. you're
1: saying it like if you look at your ken you're like i said so like go make your bed why i said so I don't think that's.
0: No, so bad, I'm talking more along the lines but, of. You know, if, everything is because I said so. Yeah,
1: like you just don't get to question anything. Respect ever.
0: my authority, that kind of thing. Respect my authority, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And one of the things, I will tell you this, one of the things
1: they showed Jim Bob as a shogun and his girls as geishas or whatever they're called, uh-huh. that just made me sick. It was, was so like, bad. This is so terribly cheesy. And that guy is so. Like she said, like that one lady said, they try to say he's a lovable lug but he's really a, a manipulative control freak and you can see that in the story of the El Salvador with Jill and then he's like you got to come back you know oh and, yeah oh I'll, I'll give y'all money to start businesses you older boys but then you've got to sign a forever contract with me that is well and not terrible. only that the
0: only lump sum I'm going to give you it works out to have be a minimum wage yeah
1: but and then you sign your life away to me—that is so despicable. Yeah,
0: and Mad Family Inc. creating his own production company and everything else—I just mm. it's kind and of then, weird
1: to me that an, a fundamentalist would call their family mad,
0: like crazy, you know? Because usually yeah. they're
1: kind of weird with words.
0: <laughs> I think he probably thought it was funny. He probably did. But yeah, and then like the poor girl who is just to the point where she was so down on herself that she was holding a knife to her throat that's horrible because she was so afraid of being a glutton and that's the kind of things that it it breeds in you it takes your biggest fear and it amplifies it to be so much bigger than it should be Mm -hmm. and it's just the, the amount of control that's exerted over somebody because of because of the way that they you know change things the way that they twist things the Mm -hmm. way that they manipulate things to be what they want it to be subtle oh yeah like
1: they can tell you something and make you believe it says something that it doesn't even truly say just by a subtle twist or a a little bit of a addition here you Mm -hmm. know and they can make you think i mean that poor girl holding a knife to her throat she was well you know what though um that one girl, Heather Heath, she said they had the windows nailed shut so they couldn't jump out the windows and kill themselves. Yeah. In Oklahoma, I think.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: she said that. They,
0: they nailed the windows shut so they Terrible. couldn't commit it.
1: Can you believe
0: that? They imagine that the fact that they are literally driving these kids to the point of feeling so much shame as a method of control that they are having to put in measures to prevent them from committing suicide is just... Ridiculous. And they're okay
1: with that.
0: They're okay with that.
1: And that's what they will continue me.
0: doing it because it, it gets results, because it gets is what they why, want.
1: This is why it breeds monsters. You know, in one of the mm-hmm. earlier episodes, they talked about it this breeding monsters. This is why.
0: Yeah, it is. Because once you break somebody down, it's just like the military, you know, once you break somebody down so far and to that point, it's not, they're not okay after that. Like, I mean, these people have ptsd like i would have never thought in a million years that i had ptsd from the little bit of it that i experienced until my therapist told me you have ptsd
1: yeah i've heard that too you know in my own situations
0: yeah maybe one day we can discuss that but not today (laughs) yeah but it's just like you know i never in a million years would have thought that i had ptsd but i mean i do i have panic attacks there's things that trigger me this this docu-series has triggered me it has been so difficult like Each time that we do stuff or discuss things, it's been hard. Yeah, I I mean, sleepless nights, sleepless nights, nightmares, nightmares, panic Mm -hmm. attacks, waking up. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family members have found some of this stuff and knowing that they're going to be listening or potentially listening is terrifying to me. But on the same sense, I have the freedom of knowing that they don't control me anymore and they can think what they want and it'll be okay. And I'll be okay. And maybe they'll see and be able to come to some of the, Some of the traumatic things that they had to deal with through all of this as well too Um, everyone is
1: affected everyone in in these situations is affected uh mother father children they're all affected on some level yeah you know know, so
0: so we've got one more episode on this documentary Uh, and then we'll be done then we're going to do like a little fun kind of palate cleanser and then uh we are trying to decide what we're going to do for our next set what we want to cover next Uh, we don't know if we want to do a cult we kind of like the cult mentality or if we want to do, um, true crime, but yeah, we've got like we'll a little fun, we'll figure it out. we got like a little fun palate cleanser. We want to definitely be big advocates for mental health. That's a huge mm-hmm. passion that Jay and I both have, mm-hmm. uh, because of our background, uh, you know,
1: different areas. Yes. Different
0: areas. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, is like, we both were raised in the, uh, Pray, pray, pray it out, or fake it till you make it.
1: Fake it till you make it, yeah. And
0: uh, and pray it, pray yourself better as far as mental health goes. Mental health was not something that was addressed like physical health and
1: that being said i mean prayer can help a lot of things but you you do need to reach out to human beings we were created to have relation with one another you know relationships
0: well and not just that like god put these people into place to learn these and things and get these educations to be able to help us through these situations that we are Mm -hmm. not capable of helping ourselves through and it is okay it's not even just okay it's wonderful to ask for help. And when you find that help that you need and that encouragement, it is such a beautiful thing. And I fully believe that God put that in place for us. God put counselors on this earth to help yep. us. God put these medications that we might need to help us out. You know, there's things that we, there is wisdom. There's in wisdom. Many
1: counselors. There's help. Okay. So find you a good counselor.
0: Yeah. Find and don't just, good. you know, don't just take anybody. Mm-hmm. definitely look at your resources I mean, look there at their are, education there are look counselors at, out yeah. there
1: that have really good educations but not only that there are some counselors that specialize in certain belief patterns so right. if you are christian you can find a christian one if you are jewish you can find a jewish one if exactly. you are uh, agnostic you can find somebody that does that you know i mean they have all of these different
0: well i mean like take for instance you... alana i know Alana's not on this episode with us but alana is um non-binary agnostic alana's counselor looks a lot different than my counselor my counselor uh, specializes in, in chronic illness and ptsd and religious abuse and recovery and things like that so i mean find the counselor that's good for you get the help that you need it is out there you are helpable you are fixable there are there are resources out there If you can't afford it, there's ways to do it without funds. Um, Definitely 100%, you know, get the help that you need. Yes. It is out there. And we love you. Yeah. We We think you're important. We think that uh, you're needed in this world. And whatever it is that's holding you back, that's making you think that you're a terrible person, you're not. Mm -hmm. And that's just your brain lying to you and your depression being loud. And you'll be okay. So that's it for this time i'm heather and that's jay and this is the trauma tally see you soon bye